Hello, and welcome back to the Sync Lodge podcast series exploring music. This is episode two out of two episodes titled Neighboring Rights with Naomi Asher, Ann Tausis, and Stacey Haber. If you haven't already listened to the first episode, we do think that it's best to go back and listen to that one first. But anyway, let's rejoin the conversation. Yeah, so in case we haven't explained it, the featured performer is the main performer who is contracted to the rights holder. Mm-hmm. So if it's a major label, it's the artist that is signed to the label, whether that's an individual or a band. Like Adele is the featured yeah. performer. Yeah, yeah. correct. Yes. But if it's a band like... Um, bon Jovi. Right. All the members of Bon Jovi are the featured performer. Uh-huh. And everybody else, it, the ses- all the session players or all the touring band who play in the studio are the, who are, are the non-featured. official members of the band. Who correct. Are, exactly. Yeah. Right. Who don't have a deal directly with but the it label. But it, it, it often depends... Featured versus non-featured can depend on what your deal is with the label and it can depend on what your deal is with like a main featured performer. There are bands that have band deals that dictate who is quote unquote the featured performer and who is non-featured. So if you have a band, that there are some bands that I've, I've worked with where one or two members were signed to the record of mm-hmm. yeah. the band, all the other members were in the band for years before yeah. that. Yeah. But so the only two people that are signed are the featured performers mm-hmm. and the other guys. Are yeah. yeah. And as a non-featured, you get paid less. So like, I mean, I don't know whether Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds, for instance, whether it's just Noel Gallagher that would be the featured performer and his High Flying Birds would be non-featured or other featured or whether they would also be featured. Right. Like whether that is what their categories would be would completely have to do with their deal with Noel Gallagher and their deal with the label. Right. But they probably don't even know that they have to have a deal in place in order yeah. to, to to get paid. You yeah. know, if, yeah. it's, if they're not the named in the contract with the, the record yeah. label, it's educating them. Yeah, that's part yeah. Of it. yeah. Whereas I would imagine that Oasis, they were probably all featured. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or and maybe just it, the two Gallagher brothers. Who knows? It, it might have been. It might have been they, at the they, time. They, they yeah. fired mm-hmm. the other guys at mm-hmm. different times, right? Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. It might have been. So you need to see the deals. Yeah. yeah. And if you own your own recordings, then you are the featured. And it's up to you who you're going to say is featured or non-featured, yeah. Yeah. based on whatever deal you have with them to come play on your recording. Right. Yeah. And producers is a whole other category. No, yeah. Producers is a whole other Like studio producers, yeah. 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 Well, yeah. just to make it really simple, if you are a producer and you want to receive PPL, you must have a form signed by the featured artist. And that form is called the Eligible Producer Form, and you can get it from the PPL website. But just to guarantee that you receive money, you should be credited as doing something other than producing on the liner notes. And if you're um, remotely working for, like, as a producer with any American artist, you should, who is, if the American artist is a direct member of Sound Exchange, then you should be a direct member of Sound Exchange as well. Then separately, BPPL for the rest of the world. So Sound Exchange in the US, PPL for XUS, because you can get a letter of direction um, to get some Sound Exchange royalties from the artist. Whereas if you are getting money from PPL, the eligible studio producer form, that's only going to be non-featured income, and you're not going to get any Sound Exchange money. Right, right. So, so explain that to me. I'm, I'm a producer on an album, um, but I'm not actually doing anything else but production. I get with nothing unless you get the eligible studio producer form at all and if it's recorded in the uk right yeah well it doesn't matter where it's recorded as long if he's born in canada though oh that's true well i'm, uh, I'm actually born in scotland but whatever <laughs> you're, you're, you're <laughs> qualifying producer that's fine well. so yeah. um if you, 
the artist that you've worked with is a direct member of Sound Exchange and for, for the U.S. and then other societies for outside of the U.S., um, then you should get the artist that you're working with to sign an LOD, Sound Exchange LOD, allocating you a percentage of royalties for Sound Exchange. So, and you should then become a direct member of Sound Exchange for the U.S. territory only, so that you can get Sound Exchange money separately. Then keep PPL for the rest of the world and get your eligible studio producer form signed by the performer that you're working with. And then you can get money from PPL as a non-featured performer from the UK. But then in order to make sure that you get money from the rest of the world and places that don't pay producers, be credited as playing the piano or something. Right. Yeah, because not, not, yeah, not yeah. every society pay yeah. for the producer, producer role yeah. and alone. And Sound Exchange doesn't pay for non-featured performers. Right, which is why you need to get a percentage of royalties allocated to you, which is only done for the Sound Exchange LOD. Which yeah. is letter of direction. And which is not accepted at PPL. Wow, it's complicated, isn't it? Yeah, it's yes. <laughs> if you're a producer, it's a minefield. Well, what about engineers? Engineers don't get paid at all from PPL, but if you're a direct member of Sound Exchange and the artist is a direct member of Sound Exchange and the artist is nice, they can give a Sound Exchange LOD and assign a percentage of royalties. And do they lose a percentage of their royalties? Yeah, yes. Yes. Yeah. it would be a percentage of their royalties yeah. they're giving right. them. Right, so that, 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 they'd have to be nice and they'd have Very to nice. yes. good terms. And, yeah. right. It does happen. But you know they have to. It has to be up to the artist. Mm -hmm. And so artists. if I'm if I'm the featured artist on a recording, yeah, and I don't register and I don't tell the guys that are in the studio about this and say I pay them session fees mm -hmm. to, to come in and they sign a release saying yes, okay, mm -hmm. but I don't tell them anything. Uh, do I get all the neighboring rights then if I don't say that's anybody else on it? Well, if from sound, if you're a direct member of Sound Exchange and you're a featured performer, then you're going to get 100% of royalties. If then in five years somebody comes to you and says, hey, do you mind signing this LOD? It'd be nice of you too. But it's entirely up to you as to whether or not you do because you've been receiving all the royalties. Mm -hmm. If in five years somebody comes to you and says, will you sign this PPL performer eligible studio producer form, that's not necessarily going to come out of the share that you've gotten because they had to set theoretically separate featured from non-featured mm -hmm. shares from PPL, but um, you should sign it if you're going to be nice. So theoretically, they've taken the non-featured royalties and just kept them and just kept them aside? Well, they've waiting. kept a percentage aside waiting for non-featured artists to come and play. Right. Yeah. Right. And if I'm Prince, in my first album, I play everything on it myself, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then do they still keep the non-featured? If the label said nobody else performed on it, then they won't have kept, but the label probably wouldn't have said that. No, right. because you, you could do, at least the PPL, you can do something called lineup complete, where it's been confirmed that this is the final line up there's not going to be any people added or taken away from it mm -hmm. then then you can you can get all of the, sh the shares released rather than some being held back right. would you ever recommend listing yourself as non-featured for playing different tracks just in case other people come because so, so when you do a recording agreement with a major label it says that they will have the right to edit remix and add other people so if they were going to dilute your percentage by listing yourself as guitarist, drummer, 
it doesn't I, matter if they I think it. you should always if you have played multiple instruments make sure that it's it's listed as multiple instrument yeah. never just go for all instruments but yeah. say percussion yes. guitar mm-hmm. bass yeah and because what if I played I played piano on it mm-hmm. and then there's a there's a Hammond organ sound on mm-hmm. it yeah. and there's some synthesizer sounds on it we've got that yeah I mean it, it it's seems, not just keyboards mm-hmm. it That's seems right. redundant when you do that they are ultimately all keyboards but it is better to list each and every yes. instrument because then you know in nobody some can come and say that no you didn't do this it yeah. doesn't yeah. fall under they can't dilute your share yeah. of the income yeah. significantly right and they certainly couldn't eliminate it right and so for a lot of artists they come across that and they go okay really Guys, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll do it tomorrow yeah, yeah. a lot week, of work right? yeah. yeah and so at Cobalt and Vixen you guys do this for them is this, yeah. this, yeah. this service yeah. you and we've got other representatives that are members of IFR as well so I mean there are a lot of representatives out there because there's Cobalt there's Wixen there's Represented there's Transparence there's Absolute those are some of our members and you know as an IFR member if you are a representative we will make sure that anybody who is looking for a representative knows who to choose. The same way that if you went to the MPA and said, hey, I need a publisher, they could say, well, you know, there's these Sony, are, there's Warner, there's Universal, there's Cobalt, there's Fox, there's Wixen, there's, yeah. you know, whatever. And we're not going to only tell you about these people. We'll tell you about anybody that is a member of IFR. You can Google who does <laughs> this. Yeah. But if you ask us for a recommendation, we'll recommend people who do it well. Right, yeah. And who yeah. yeah. remembers, but because anybody who does it well is going to be We're a not a vetting yes. service for no. non No, 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 definitely not. But, yeah. but all of that work is, is, is what we do. And we would, um, you know, keep track of re-releases and things like that um, that are coming out on the market and make sure that the claims yeah. are done. And samples. Yeah. So if some independent artist thinks, okay, yeah, but then you guys are going to be taking a percentage of my thing. And yeah. why would I give you give you? I would say, do you have the time and the inclination to do it yourself? Yeah. And do you speak all those languages? Right. Yeah. Um, and I then was, if I ask, okay, so if I become a member of, of if I get Cobor, for, mm-hmm. for instance, to do this for me, you're going to be taking a percentage off. Why would I do that and not just get my girlfriend to, to do it? Because you will probably get more in the long term. That's the answer. Yes. yes. I was speaking at a conference to music producers on this issue, and they they took exactly the same tack of that. But why? If I've already listed that I played guitar and keyboards, really do I have to go through and put down spoons or percussion or anything? I said, do you want more money or less money? There's more money. I said, then put it down. And then they said, everything. And I said, you've already earned it. The question is, are you going to collect all of it or part of it? Mm-hmm. It's about not being lazy because this is your job. This is your career. And you hire people all the time to help you in your job or your career. You hire a manager and give them a percentage. You hire a publicist and give them a percentage. You hire a tax advisor. Yeah. Exactly. Accountant. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, those people you probably pay fees to. Hire a lawyer, you pay fees. At least they're only taking a percentage. So if you don't earn, they don't earn. Yeah. And it's better when you can at least list instruments. I mean, if the credits at least list instruments. I mean, you know, claiming for somebody the other day, and a lot of times he's just listed as one of the musicians, and he plays a ton of different instruments. And I don't know from track to track which one of the instruments he's playing. So that 
becomes difficult. Whereas at least if he's listed as playing the clarinet, the saxophone, the French horn, and the and the whatever the tuba, you know, I'm not going to just put horns. I'll list all of them. And but if you did some hand claps yeah. in the middle part. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's it, it's a funny thing. It's like you're hired to do a job, even if you're hiring yourself. Are you going to hire the person who does half a job? Yeah, but if I don't know what yeah. you've played, you know, then I'd have to put horns. Because right. I just know that you've played horns and you're just listed as a musician. Yeah. You know, same yeah. with the keyboards and all the different variations therein. Yeah, but this, then the, the, your client is going to earn less money. Yeah. 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 Potentially. Potentially. Not necessarily. If there are no other session players, it's not a problem. Right. Right. But then if somebody else comes along and right. says yeah. that there's only horns yeah, and you need saxophone to check that on as there, well. I'm going to right. put that yeah. in me as the saxophone player. And I was like, well, what information's available? It's like, well, mm-hmm. difficult. All right. So it's good. The more information that you can provide, the better. Use the numbers. If you have a pot of 35% and you have one session player, they get the 35%. If there are five session players, then they get... 7%. But if, if horns is listed as one session player then you're only getting that 7%. But if you have saxophone and trumpet and trombone, that's three session players. You'd get three 7%. Now it does depend on the territory though, because in the UK specifically, they are only gonna pay per person, but there are territories where they will pay right. as what Stacey just said. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. yeah. And the, the, the same with uh, session fees for in the music unions in different countries. Yes. That, that different yeah. thing that if you play more than one instrument or more than play guitar mm-hmm. on, on four different guitar parts mm-hmm. on the same track, yeah. then you mm-hmm. get to play four times as soon as just one. Yeah. 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 And I mean, you do get an image sometime in your mind, at least I do, of like the Dick Van Dyke character from Mary Poppins, <laughs> who's like got like the full orchestra on his back sometimes. But at the end of the day, you know, that's not what's happening. You're laying down different tracks. And so mm-hmm. you need to be, you know, you need to be given the credit for what you've done. Yeah. yeah. Now what about digital streaming? Is there any, is there neighboring rights in this? Mm, not really, no. I mean, Sound Exchange pays for satellite radio. When I say digital, that's what I mean, like Pandora and Last FM and those things right. like that. And, you know, when I say digital in the UK, I mean like, you know, digital radio. So if I go on the BBC digitally uh, on my online, is that what you mean? Yeah, but Spotify is not going to pay. Exactly. The yeah. rule is this, that it has to be an, an non-interactive service for it to generate neighbor rights income. So if it's an interactive one and you actually pick and choose and, and skip tracks and things like that, then there's no neighbor rights income. Right. There, there, is, there is money going to the record label, but there's not that split between label getting 50% and performers getting 50% it doesn't right. exist. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and labels and, don't want to see that. Well, of course not. And and but that's the one question that nobody has been able to answer <laughs> since I started working in neighbor rights. I'm just like how how could that happen? How how could no, it happen? There's no justification. No. Yeah. Of course not. But you know agreed uh, it, it was justification. Yeah. Oh, oh it I was forgot agreed. that one. Yeah it was agreed in nineteen ninety six. And and I claim that it was because at that time neighbouring rights wasn't very much and, and streaming had only just started and people kind of didn't realise. They were good in publishing though because they made sure that there was there yeah. was a split mm. between mechanical and performance and it's higher shared to the performance part than on the mechanical side in most countries in Europe. So they did a really good job but when it comes to the neighbouring rights world then the performers were not 
represented. It was the labels who were represented, so that's why the income is going there. Right. And when you register as a rights holder with PPL, you can register for videos as well as recordings. Yet, performers don't get for YouTube, do they? Uh, well, it's the videos don't go for. It's not YouTube. It's VPL pays like MTV. Yeah. It's not going to come from YouTube. Now, I have had people ask me, so if my stuff is played at the gym, but Spotify is what the gym uses to play music in public, mm -hmm. doesn't that mean I get music money from Spotify? And it all goes back to the algorithm, you know, because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what source the gym is using to play music, the cross-section algorithm that now the joint venture, for instance, here in the UK, PRS and PPL is using, is not going to choose the source. It's going to do the cross-section algorithm of how it's paying out so I don't so the think gym's gonna pay the same whether it's using CDs or Spotify correct. yeah there's gonna be an algorithm of how of how each venue is gonna be paid so if you're fitness first you know you're gonna pay more than you know if you're a little home gym downstairs and you're right. you know you've got five members or something like that whether that home gym is using Spotify as the source or whether it's using you know absolute radio streaming as the source isn't gonna we should explain the concept of blanket license mm -hmm. so when a place like a gym signs up to prs and ppl because now it's a joint license you have to do both they get a blanket license to use anything any music. Play any, any music correct yeah. yeah yeah and their fee is determined by their own square footage and number of listeners yeah so the number of ears available to listen to the music they're not submitting a set list no right so that's so when we say the algorithm, it's people who generate more PRS PPL income will generate more neighboring rights income. Yeah, right. Obviously, they're not presenting a set list. They're not. They're not no, they're no, not no, 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 no. It's pure math. On that, same with the little cafe and the clothing shop Correct. and all these people. And the pub on the corner. You know, it doesn't yeah. matter if they have a jukebox or if they have an iPod or, or whatever. You know, I don't. It's just the source right. of what their music right. is or an actual radio. Yeah, and FM then, and radio. Then, and then the, when the money comes into PRS and PPL. Yeah. This is distributed just by, okay, these people are the most played generally, yeah. and this is yeah. going out. Yeah. Yeah. And even yeah. though the guy in the pub loves my stuff and that's all yeah. he ever plays, yeah. Correct. I won't, not won't get any, that's right. anything yeah. because that's, that's the only right. place I'm getting mm -hmm. played. That's right. right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. some countries use mechanical sales to dictate the algorithm. So some countries do use different math, some countries do sampling, you know, but at the end of the day, public performance is always done via an algorithm because you can't have every single venue submit a set list to have their public performance income. Yeah. It's just not practical. Until, yeah. until we create, we invent, yeah, we invent <laughs> that. Fingerprinting. Shazam fingerprinter. Yeah. Yeah. Little thing that's up in the ceiling that's just tracking everything that's being played. Yeah, I mean, they do exist. It's just that I think it, it's the cost of putting them in. Mm. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know how expensive those things are today, but I remember meeting someone, this is a few years back, where they had developed such a device and they said the cost was £70 to actually put it into a venue and then it's like yeah well who's going to pay for that but I, I'm sure that that cost, that cost yeah yeah but the, the cost will have gone down by now I would yeah. say you know um, so if someone could do it a, a bit cheaper then it's, it's but still what's the incentive yeah the pub I mean, doesn't have the incentive no exactly no. It, but it, it, it should be then the PPLs and the PRSs of, of the world because yeah. it should yeah. be their incentive to 
pay whoever has been right. played. Yeah, to be fair. Yeah. Yes, but then as you point out, PPL being owned in ways by yeah, record companies. Ex- exactly. Where's, where's the incentive for that? Yeah. yeah. If I knew that the Square Corner Pub was playing my music nonstop eight hours a day, I'd pay the 70 quid. Yeah. 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 There, there, there is incentive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes, yes. So maybe, maybe some non-featured players <laughs> yeah. put a union together yeah. and they collect the money up and they start going around to places yeah. and putting these things in. Well, do you know what? If we get corporate sponsorship by some hardware company, yeah, we can help. Mm. Absolutely. So there you go. Contact us. Yeah. <laughs> Just going back also because we talked about Spotify um, the, there has been some development that might be just useful to know um, so Spain they have actually managed to get some neighbor rights income out of Spotify but they had to take them to court and it's it's apparently something in the Spanish bylaws that have allowed them to do that so it's not going to be something that every country will be able to do yeah so the Spanish society are taking all of those services to court in order to get them to pay so Deezer and, and yeah, cool. YouTube and, and others it's and I don't know how much uh, yeah. yeah I don't know so how much income but Finland as well oh yeah uh, yeah I mean yeah I heard I heard that Finland was doing something similar mm-hmm. I don't know if they've been successful but mm. I did hear that they were doing something this is asking them to pay on top of the rates they're paying now or is this asking they're not paying yet but, but no, but they, they're paying for the, the publishers and the... the, the yeah, yeah, the yeah, it's on, on top of that. On top of that. That is the sticking point because the, the cake is this, so it's kind of how you split the cake. Yeah. Um, so if you're going to suddenly start paying then to these performers who are currently not being paid, then it has to be taken from somebody else's share and nobody wants to give up the share that they currently have. That's the Spotify will, will say, but... No, they won't pay anymore. Right, course. they're not going to no. pay anymore, so it's... Okay, so it's yeah. coming out of somebody else that's already yeah. got their right through. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Mm. I mean, as it is, like, you know, writers only get, what, 0.0011 or something per stream. Or, yeah, know. the inequity between writers and performers already is hideous. They, they're not going to be able to take it from the, no. from the writer's no. side. It's not fair. And, no. and if I was representing the writers and the publishers... I'd be, I'd be swinging. Yeah, more, it should be more from the masters. Yeah, because it is yeah. the recording, right? So it should, yeah. should not be taken out of the. It's, it's got to come from the label. It's got to come from the label side. Yeah, yeah, and then the labels are, they have been advertising what a boon it's been mm-hmm. how much money they're making from yeah the artists yeah. say we're We've not reached making a billion, enough to be exactly. a billion a month now yeah, and right. all of that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and there and are make, artists make, we're, paying it. we're not sharing it mm. and there are artist royalties that are paid from the label side yeah. to some of the performers but those are only paid to the featured performers yeah. that's totally different from what we're talking about right. yeah no that's uh, that's under the record deal yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's not a neighboring right not at all yeah, I recently did a, a session in Vienna, and you know, I'm paying paying the people, and I'm saying to them about neighboring rights. You know, they're, 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 I'm saying they're saying, well, if this becomes a hit, will I get more? You know, if this mm-hmm. is really successful. And I said, yeah. well, no, you're not going to get more from me, but you really right. have to. Yeah. You will get your neighboring rights right. yeah. if you do the work. And they all said, what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course what? they did. What do you mean? Mm. No, no, you get you will get royalties. No, I won't because I'm not the right. Yes, you will. Yeah. You have to yeah. you have to register and you have yeah. to do this. Really? That's so nice. so yes. it's a good thing we did this and we told you and you told them. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Naked <laughs> register with society. Yeah. 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 
It's, it is something that I think a big part of your work is educating. Yeah. Yes, yeah. we know that. Yeah, we, we're very passionate about that. And uh, there are a lot of people who are suspicious because it's people, you know, companies like Cobalt and Wixen who are, of course, you know. Co-founders. Yeah, and they're suspicious. Do, do we just want to do this in order to come and have lots of clients sign up to, to us? Yeah. No, that is not why we're doing this. You know, it's all about getting paid for yeah, the work that you do. Site, you say that you can be independent. You don't yeah. have to be associated with anybody Absolutely. else. And it, but it's okay. just getting spreading the message out there and getting people to collect what's rightfully theirs. Mm-hmm. And, and if you want to do this yourself and remain independent, we'll teach you how to do it well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you can't make a seminar, videos from the seminar go up so you still get the information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Because I think it's obviously it's a global thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. One issue at a time. Yeah. <laughs> Take over the world. <laughs> Educate. Advocate. Figure out what's next. Yeah. yeah it would be interesting to watch what happens with this, uh, with what Spain has done for, mm-hmm. with, with Spotify. Yeah. And, and how this, if they set it up and they get a way of taking who they're going to take the money from, that yep. should the domino effect, right? It, it, it depends, depends on the law. Um, yeah, it depends on the Exactly. Mm. But the laws... But the law can change. ...obviously be rewritten. Yeah. Yes. Right? And I yes. think if there's pressure enough, then yeah. Mm. And it's still it's in possible. such an infancy state that there will be changes yeah. in the litigation to reflect what's happening and what's equitable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's such a new industry in so many ways comparatively, yeah. right? Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, what, what about the Music Monetization Act? How would that do? Would second change anything for neighboring rights in the States? Well, I mean, the only thing that that changes in terms of neighboring rights is it really just confirms that producers are allowed a share of this income. So it just guarantees that sound ex- the sound exchange letter of direction, really, and yeah. which, which was being done before. The MMA really is more geared towards digital mechanicals. Mm-hmm. When the MLC set up, that's what it's going to be for, is, is digital mechanicals. So they did, at one point, have the Fair Pay, Fair Play Act sort of elements as part of the MMA, but then they took them out because otherwise they weren't going to get the law passed. Yeah. So had they... They had to table that one. That was the agreement. Yeah. Right. So had they kept that in, then it would have essentially created the reciprocity that we would have needed to have the fair pay for everybody kind of thing. And the other sort of thing is it does allow for payment for pre-1972 sound recordings. And, and so there is a certain amount of money that will come in from digital services. That's a really good point, because yeah. if you have been then on pre-1972 recordings as a featured artist, there, there would be, you know, money. Yeah, definitely. Then um, you should make sure you're signed up with SonicChain. Isn't that being disputed by Pandora? There's this recently the Florida some some states has said that the, we don't recognize. I mean, because there have been settlements, there have been money paid already and yeah. distributed by by Sound Exchange, and now I can say that you know yeah. people that we represent who who had those older recordings, you know, significant income. Yeah, right. definitely. Yeah. This is very good. Yeah. This yeah. Very good. In the UK. Pre-1964, 63 or 64, sound recordings don't get paid. But so many of those are being remastered anyway that so many of those so essentially... So remastered, does that put a new date on it? It does, yeah. And a new ISRC And a new code, ISRC yeah. code because the lineups don't transfer. So a lot of performers have an issue, you know, that they're on the whatever, 1959 master, but that they're not on the 2010 or whatever. But, you know, there are so many remasters because so many of the original recordings, you know, they're I have older. noticed that. I have 
I've noticed that on the streaming sites that the yeah. older albums all of a sudden there's a new remaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and but, if they're just remastered, it will be the same lineup. But yeah. if they're remixed and some of the session tracks have taken out, right. but if, then, you, if they're remastered, you as a performer who contributed to the original recording need to go in and make sure that you are on the new remaster. And that's something that a lot of people don't like because they feel that the list of performers should have transferred. And it's just, I mean, the label copy was so bad, you know, and it's not necessarily the same label, you know, and it's not a slight to the to the performers. It's just that if you're playing a 1964 recording on a 2019 streaming service in high definition, you're going to hear every crackle and every pop. So they are going to be remastering them. They're going to be taking out a lot of that stuff that, you know, and you just as a musician need to make sure that you've put yourself on the new remasters on the list and so it's registered yes yeah, yeah. well the label will re- will register them but they're not going to put the lineup the full lineup on so right. you need to make sure that make you sure put that, yourself on yeah on the likes of ppl and, and that's right and, yeah. yeah yeah so uh, again a lot of a lot of work lot yeah of, mm-hmm. really. yeah but it's your job yeah, yeah. And, and as far as royalties go for neighboring rights comparatively to if I'm the writer of a song. Yeah, interest. Somebody asked me that question. So how, yesterday, actually, said how, how what's the comparison if you're a songwriter and if you're if you're an artist? And I I have never looked at it like that, uh, but you know it's less money in the neighbor rights world yeah. than in the composer world um, but what 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 the ratio is i'm not I'm i've not tried sure. to look at it yeah i failed yeah um, and and i think the reason is is because it is it is so difficult to yeah. give a ratio and potentially the only way of actually doing a ratio would be to take the writer share and comparing that to the performer share but even that which we've kind of tried to do is is really difficult and you would think you'd be able to but i think because all the sources aren't identical and there are so many you know streaming sources that pay so much compared to the fact that they don't pay at all in the neighboring rights world it just skews it too much and then the other thing is is because it's you know the airplay factor we've just had a really difficult time with with trying to get an actual ratio but i I think it it, it, what it goes back to are the tariffs because on the publishing side the societies there, the tariffs are much higher. If you look at yeah. at, uh, so just look, mean the royalties they get. Paid. Yeah. So so when they license the usage, so let's say a shop, now they would pay one fee because PPL and PRS do joint licensing, so there would be one invoice. But the way that they would split it between them, I can guarantee you that PRS get get more money than PPL. Well, PRS will tell you they get more money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But neither will tell you what their what their share is. Yeah. What the ratio is. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that goes across, you know, if you look at all all societies and look at the ratio between sort of the the publishing societies, if you like, and, and yeah. the neighbor rights societies, publishing are always higher. So th- in that sense, you already have discrepancy there. Yeah. And then, of course, on the neighbor rights side, well, okay, publishing, you could have 10 writers on a song, but, you know, hopefully there's not every song you do that have 10 writers but on when it comes to the recording there could easily be 10 people involved in the recording 
so it's it's more, more fragmented as well. Yeah, well, exactly. And, and often what we have is we'll have somebody whose top earning track that they've performed on as as either a featured or non featured artist. They might not have written. And yeah. so like we'll have that a lot of times as well. So we've tried with artists where we do their publishing and we do their neighboring rights mm -hmm. to give some sort of accurate ratio and it's just been incredibly difficult. Can we isolate one song written 100% by one performer and figure out just the income for each on that song? I think our specific problem with that has been that the performers where that's been the case have been American. Ugh. Mm. Okay. <laughs> and yeah. therefore we've run yeah. into yeah. that it's not an accurate issue. representation okay yeah so it's it, we've we've tried with it that would be interesting to give an example though for to inspire mm. non-featured artists you know to just give some sort of ratio example that this is comparatively to the writer's royalties mm -hmm. the neighboring rights royalties can be in Big this scenario percent. Yeah, percent this ah. much do you know what let me just say, if you are the writer and the artist, you will make more money if you register as the artist. Don't just register as the writer. Does it, do we need to know exactly how much? More. More is good. But I'm, I'm thinking about, about the drummer. Mm. You know, and, and We've got a drummer that earns way more, a session drummer, that earns way more than a lot of our featured performers. And he's American, but he's performed with so many British artists and he's performed on songs by British artists that are played so much right. and he is one of our top earning musicians and he just he is a session drummer for years and years and he earns a ton of money in this income stream just because the songs that he has played on have gotten a lot of airplay all over the world if you're a session player playing on a lot of sessions there's yeah. a good chance like you're obviously Absolutely. getting some sort of session fee for it mm -hmm. it doesn't matter yeah. but, but, yeah. but on top of that you get the neighbor properly, there's, yeah. there's yeah. potentially a, a quite a yeah special. and I think that is also part of the confusion because you went to the studio you were paid for that session yeah. mm -hmm. and that was it you didn't think any further that there would be any other income but there is mm. yeah yeah we've got this one guy who we got accidentally because he played the piano on like i don't remember if it was one or two Ed Sheeran songs and he did it as a favor for a friend who was he was just in town for a week but he said hey can you play the piano i can't do these sessions did the sessions flew back to america and ppl was actively looking for this guy because they had like a ton of money for him and just because he was in a band where we handle a lot of the other guys who were in that band they contacted us so like can you get in touch with this guy and he thought we were like ppi or something like that when we were like <laughs> you know um hey you know we've been told that there's money for you you know can you please and i mean literally he's just got like you know i think it's like one or two it was a scam. yeah and, but it's the airplay you know it's just one or two songs but they get a ton of airplay yeah, yeah. and especially shit. you know for, for u.s based performers then because of course there isn't the equivalent in in the US well there's five percent of the money that sound exchange collects that goes to non-featured performers but it, that it's it's sort of much smaller um, so for them to think in this way that if yeah you happen yeah. to be in London a week and, and and did some sessions with this this young guy who's yeah happened to kind of smash every record there is uh, you know who, who knew that he would be paid for that and that there would be this royalty yeah, never yeah. yeah never thought twice no. about it right all right, very good. Yeah.
Maybe that's a good that's a good story. Huh? Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, it took us a while to convince him that we weren't trying to sell him something, <laughs> um, you know, and that you know, and then we didn't know how much there was because PPL wouldn't tell us. They were just like, "You have a lot of money," until we got him to sign up, and then they told us. And you know, I mean, he makes thousands of pounds just off these like two songs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure that won't last a long time. Probably last, you know. Of course, but, it will. But yeah. you never know. It could, and then yeah. it could sit down for a while and then come yeah, back. Yeah, but songs yeah. turn into exactly. evergreens and, and yeah. are always That's, being played. So, yeah. you know. Sure yeah. and stuff is, is a good candidate. Yeah, yeah. That's right. I think so. Yeah. yeah and it's, it's good also, it could inspire other players to go, yeah, I'll play on your album. Yeah. yeah, yeah you're doing something wrong. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. But make sure you record outside the US. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. even this guy performed American. in England, so it doesn't yeah. matter that he's American. Yeah. 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 That, 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 do you think that will change? Hopefully. Yeah. One day, but I, as we said, the, the Music Modernization Act, that was where they had to table the discussion to actually get the t- terrestrial sort of broadcast, um, public performance broadcast right. Um, I think it's going to be resurrected again because it, it tends to be like every three years, yeah. three to five years that it, it's brought up. Uh, I don't know how long they've had to agree to not bring it up uh, after the MMA, but um, yeah, I think at some stage it will be discussed yeah. again. It will always be discussed. The problem in the United States is if radio stations, terrestrial radio stations, have to start paying royalties, yeah. they will go bankrupt. And so it won't happen until we have no more AMFM stations. Well, also television broadcasters. <laughs> okay. Because it, well, it's not just radio broadcasters, TV broadcasters yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing. But you then know. I, I read, what, what is that network? Is it iHeart Radio Network? Yeah. And they brag. I read reports of them bragging how they are still huge and they make all this money and they're really, a, they have the majority of listeners. So bragging on one side, but then mm-hmm. you, you, you've seen, I guess yeah. you, you've seen the, the, the figures and you would say that they, if they had to pay, they would go bankrupt. Uh, I would say that they would all choose to go bankrupt. Uh-huh. It's about, or that people's jobs would be sacrificed to pay it, or they're not going to give up their profits. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. Right. Yes. The old profit thing. And that is the crux of why we couldn't sign the Rome Treaty. It's why everything is different in the States. Uh, all of the 19, pre-1972 recordings are about there not being a federally recognized phonographic copyright until 1972. So all those tracks only have state copyrights, so the legislation doesn't apply to them. It, the problems for the U.S. in this income stream are historical and huge. But why is it that other countries can actually do it? Because they didn't recognize anything. And when they did start no, to but recognize... They can, they can, they can, uh, uh, they, there's radio stations, commercial radio stations all around the world. That well, I mean, the BBC, for instance, was like... Bankrupt. I mean, if you think about what the world was like in 1961 in Britain versus what the world was like in 1961 in America, I mean, you know, you hear interviews of performers who came to America in the, in the early 60s and there were like all these channels, whereas here there was only the BBC. Mm-hmm. BBC is government regulated. So, of course, the UK is going to sign the Rome Convention Treaty and the UK can then say, right, BBC, you're a government radi- regulated channel, you're going to pay for this, you're going to pay for that 
that, whatever. In America, it was already ruled by the broadcasters. You already had that difference. So you had a socialized radio television network versus having essentially capitalism in the entertainment industry that predated the Rome Convention. So the BBC was beholden to the government regulations in 1961, whereas NBC, ABC, and CBS were not beholden to any government regulations and had a very strong lobbying right. faction in 1961. No. And therefore, you know, so if you look at the countries that were beholden to, you know, that signed the Rome Convention Treaty versus the ones that weren't, I would bet that all of them were probably very similar, where you have a certain amount of socialization versus a certain amount of capitalization. And I would say that would probably dictate how this has evolved. Right, right. But you do have like Virgin Radio here, and they are paying, and they are making profits. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So how can because the whole model is built differently? A, yeah, exactly. It's a different business model. Yeah. Uh-huh. With different margins. I mean, I don't know what BBC presenters are making, but I would imagine it is very different from what Ryan Seacrest makes on Kiss FM. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. There. So their business model is set up in a different way, and they get to to actually pay all these royalties. They're gonna to have to take it and change their business model while they're paying. Yeah, right. yeah. I used to do the um, talent agreements for Westinghouse Broadcasting back in my early baby lawyer years, and the, you're right. The margins are so different. The budgets don't resemble each other at all. I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm just saying it won't happen. Um, but isn't everybody supposed to be totally digital by 20-something? In which case, they won't be AMFM. I don't know what will happen in television, but radio will sort itself out. Mm-hmm. But there will still be the broadcasting houses. They the still- broadcasting houses, ABC, CBS, NBC, etc. I don't know how their lobbying power would would take to adding a pay. Yeah. Which is essentially what they need to do, whereas the model was built on two pays. Yeah. In the UK. Yeah. Right, right. So they had to yeah, build their business model accordingly. Yeah. So it, it'll get there. We just might not be alive when it does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's just a very different kind of thing. But you, I mean, you could also look at it like this. It's of course, the broadcasters wouldn't care about this. But if the US did sign a Rome Convention type treaty, and it would then be reciprocity, there would be much more money coming into the US for money generated outside. That's a side pocket. of Yeah, it's a different pocket. So it wouldn't yeah. go back to the broadcaster. So they obviously don't care. They only care what's happened in, in the US. But as as... On, on the larger scale, it would be beneficial for the US right. yeah. because there would be lots more money lot coming, coming into performance there. Yeah. We're seeing the changes on the television side as well, where they're going more digital. They, there are so many more broadcast digital channels. So digital channels owned by traditional broadcasters. And a lot of their production budgets are going to more programming, smaller budgets for digital distribution and there will be less new stuff 
on the broadcast channels But themselves. then you still have to think of how they're earning money. Because, I mean, BBC, and I'm not talking about BBC Worldwide that sells, okay. you know, whatever, top, top Line, gear to South Africa. Yeah. But um, when you're talking about BBC, you're still talking about a TV license. And even ITV, quite frankly, the amount of commercials and advertising they have <sighs> is minimal. In America, you can't watch an hour-long show without watching, like, at least a commercial every, what, two yeah. minutes or yeah. something? And there's three, and six minutes of commercials in each and, and the amount of money that advertisers spend on the commercials. I mean, if you want to advertise during the Super Bowl, you're going to spend like a million dollars on an advertisement. Yeah. Whereas, I mean, here, I can't imagine that anybody would spend that much on a commercial. So at the end of the day, the the business model for how television broadcasters even scale how much income they're generating from TV licenses or advertising or whatever, you're not getting as much money but yet you're paying out more money. It's also then a different, it's just such a different and non really comparable model that that I think even, doesn't matter if it's digital or terrestrial, I think even if once it goes 100% digital on radio and television, the broadcasters would still have to rethink its model completely but they won't before be it could pay out a neighboring right. But once it's digital, they won't be able to to say no, no, because exactly. the law already exists. Yeah. yeah, at which point it again would have to totally rescale itself. And as long as they've got strong lobbying in Congress, I just don't know how mm. proactive yeah. Congress would be in changing. So what, what you're saying is that the BBC or ITV model is that they're actually having less of a revenue in, but they're still paying out these rights and they're still paying out all this. this yeah, I mean, I don't know how much money is generated by the TV license for the BBC, and obviously the BBC does sell programs overseas, so they are getting money, but they're not getting a million pounds for a commercial every 30 seconds in the Super Bowl. And they're not doing as nearly as many commercials on ITV. No, I mean, you can watch an hour-long program and be getting about 50 minutes of content in the UK, whereas I would bet if you watch an hour-long program in the US, you have 38 minutes yeah. of content. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so they are selling a lot more advertising at a higher price than mm -hmm. still. Yeah. And so hopefully somebody steps in and goes, actually, it's been, it's been good for a while. Yeah. Now it's time to change. Yeah. Well, it's like, why? I mean, just think about from a purely commercial point of view. Why would they want to? Sure. They're reliant on advertising for their income. That is their revenue stream. Why? They're not a charity. Why should they? Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're not going to offer it up themselves. No. no. Of course not. No. Well, it's when it's not sustainable for whatever reason. That's when it will change. If nobody is watching and the ads aren't selling, then, and they're only watching digital channels, then they will change. But the demand has to be depleted before they reduce the supply. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we are, we are coming, I think we're coming to close to the end. Is there yeah. anything else that we haven't covered? To Join IFR, sponsor us. <laughs> it's ifr.co.uk. Join. Then you can ask us any question. And I'll put the link. Thank you. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And if you are an organization that needs some education, contact us as well. We're happy to come and teach. Yeah. We can come and give your members education seminar. And if we can get lots of people out to it, then we're happy to even give your guys a discount code for a year-long membership. Yeah. Whoever attends the seminar. <laughs> However we can help, let us know. Okay, excellent. Thank you. Excellent. Well, thank you very much, all thank three of you. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Pleasure. Stacey and great. Naomi. Thank very you. Very nice. Yeah, very good. We'll excellent. see you on the flip side. See you on the flip side. <laughs> thank okay. you. Bye. That brings us to the end of the second of two episodes titled